You are now listening to T2B Podcast, where we hashtag real talk the gay experience from top to bottom. From top to bottom. Top to bottom. Top to bottom. Do you want to start? I always start. You start. Okay. Um, hey, everyone. Uh, Happy New Year. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay, this is why you should never start. <laughs> hey. Hey everyone, happy new year. <laughs> hey guys, this is Jeff and Steph. Happy New Year. It's 2017. Hope you guys all survive the holiday season. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, because it's a new year, we'd like to start with a, a subject that is very sort of new to me and um, I guess old stomping grounds for Mr. Jeff here. Not really. I think every time it's new. My biggest... Um, I guess, uh, uh, shortcomings has been, uh, the world of relationships. And so I am asking Jeff for some help and clarity. So with that said, I guess we'll just jump in. I feel like if someone were to come to us and be like, Hey, you know, you know, can we talk about sex? Like, I think I would be the one who would take the lead on that one. I have had a lot of experience, a lot of insight, and have learned a lot of things along my my sexploration. However, dude, like, relationships scare the fuck out of me. Why? That's the thing. It's that it's just not a world that I've been able to exist in really ever. Except for, like, your relationships that you've had. Yeah, but they weren't relationships. Like... Okay, well, then let's go back a little bit. And, and like, can you, like, tell us your relationship history? Okay. Um. So, like, when I first got into the headspace of, you know, dating and all this other stuff, like, that just never happened with me. I don't know why it never happened with me, but, like, in high school, like, I never had a boyfriend. However, people would want to fuck me. But that was about it. And so, I think of relationships in three parts, right? I think of relationships as intellectual emotional and physical. And so the intellectual part of things, that was my friends. We would have these amazing conversations. We would, you know, talk about any and everything and it was always awesome and amazing. And then when it came to emotions, I had this best friend of eight years um, who happened to be a girl. There was never a moment where we would ever want to sleep with each other, but it's like in sort of that idea of affection and sort of what one does in a relationship, Mm -hmm. she and I could do that with each other, even on the platonic level and have that sort of satiate the emotional part of what I would want out of a relationship. And then I had sex with guys. I had sex with all guys, all the guys. (laughs) And it was great. And so she and I, unfortunately, had a massive falling out at the end of college. And so all of a sudden, this like room opened up. And so I remember I had done this program and there was like a bunch of counselors that were there. And like she and I had just had this falling out and this boy comes into the room and he smiles at me. And I, like, I just, I fell, I fell. And like, it just, I had never associated emotion or affection or any of that stuff with a guy Hmm. because it was always something that was physical. Ah, like I had a friend of mine who told me, Stefan, I can't wait for you to fall in love. And if I could go back to that one moment where she said that to me, as much as I love her, she's amazing. I would slap her across the face because love sucks, man. That feeling that happens. Ah, 
in the moment when it's happening, yes, it's amazing. It's wonderful. Honeymoon phase. But when it hurts, it fucking hurts. Oh, yeah. And I mean, like, it hurts bad. Like, it hurts. Like, there's the breakup diet. There's the 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 recovery beard. There's all of this shit that we go through in breakups that make me go, what the <laughs> fuck? And so this boy... I just immediately jumped down the rabbit hole of emotions. I was like, I'm not going to think about it. I'm just going to go into it. Whereas if I, if I was actually thinking about what was happening, I would have realized that the first significant relationship, which wasn't a relationship, it was a two-month rebound experience because this kid had told me that he had just broken up with his boyfriend. Two, he had just come out of the closet like a couple months before. And three, it was summer. Summer love. And so I got lost in that. I brought him into New York City. I showed him everything. It was amazing. And then at the end of the summer, I mean, in not so many words, he was pretty much like, so I'm going to go back to college now and I'm going to go fuck a bunch of boys. Take care. This was a really great summer. Mm -hmm. And I went went insane, Jeff. I went insane. I lost my mind because I was just like, so, 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 so in love with this person (laughs) and I don't even think I was in love with him but I was in love with the idea of love I was in love with what I could give to someone because you know what I mean like in the sex thing that's great and you're sort of giving and taking but it's not what it is for me now Mm -hmm. but this emotion like I just wanted to give him everything I was obsessed with what I could do that made him just like activate with what I could do that made him smile you know what I mean like there's something that you saw change in that person Uh And then he left. (laughs) Right. So you were giving everything and then... Right. And that was two months. That was two month experience, which took me three years to get over. Wow. I never wanted to feel that way ever again. And then the second one was a significant relationship because of the time. Uh Because I had never been with someone for more than 24 hours. Maybe we would like maybe have like (laughs) a hookup situation for like a week and then it would be over. And so... And this is all through college, or this is after college? No, this is after college. At 23 was when I had my, I'm using air quotes, heartbroken. Okay. Um, the next one was four years later. And, like, I don't consider a real relationship. Yes, in the time frame. Yes, in the things that we did. The moments we shared. You can sort of categorize those as, like, relationshipy moments. But as far as, like, the relationship is whole, I was way more of, like, a guide. Because he was not out of the closet. At the time, like, didn't really have any aspirations for what he wanted to do in his life and, like, all this other stuff where I was working overtime to compensate for things that, it's not that he was lacking, it's just that they weren't there. They were they had yet to be developed. Mm-hmm. And so in order for me to be able to operate where I was operating, I needed to speed that process up. In hindsight, that was one of the biggest mistakes I've ever made in my life. And I've learned to never, ever, 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 ever do that to any person that I would like to call my partner. Um, On a friendship level, totally. You know what I mean? Like you and I have gone through a lot of things where we've been able to like pull each other up and help each other through those things. Right. But if we were in a relationship together, that would have ended our relationship. There's no place for that there. So you're looking for someone who has a clear idea of who they are. For me, I want to find someone who has a foundation. And that's what he didn't have. And it's not to say that people without foundations are bad or not interesting. It's just that... It's not it, It's not even anything about bad. Like, think about, like, I think people who are like, oh my god, this person completes me. I've never liked that phrase just because it's like, I don't want anyone to complete me. I have a foundation that I've built. And at a certain point, if my partner's foundation is crumbling, you jump on mine. And then we help you build your foundation back up again. 
and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Whereas like I have seen a lot of relationships that they built one foundation and once that foundation starts crumbling, it's fucked. Right. Because you, you know, at any point in time, you have to be there for your partner and your partner has to be there for you. And that's really you jumping onto their solid foundation. So for me in that second relationship, I had a foundation. It was clear that I had a foundation and he moved in (laughs) and it was fine because I allowed him to move in Mm -hmm. in an attempt to build his foundation. But that was not my job. Like that should have never been my job, period. Um, And there's a lot of things that were indicators as to that he did not have a foundation. And it's okay to say, hey, I'm not that into you, you know, going back to our first episode. But I was at that time... Um, so overwhelmed because friends of mine started getting engaged. I started going to all of these weddings, you know, my sister, my brother, they had kids. Like there was this like pressure that I started to give myself, um, in order to catch up to everyone else. Third relationship was not a rebound out of a relationship, but a rebound relationship. And so I was... Like, okay, cool. Like I've learned everything. I feel like I'm 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 ready to go. And then like I met this guy, but the reason why I don't really consider that one a relationship is because I felt that there was a lot of trauma that he was bringing from other relationships and immediately came in through the door and put it on top of me. Okay. So he's like, put on all these clothes. And so there was never a moment that I felt like I was myself because I kept trying to take these articles of clothing off to be like, this isn't me. Right. But it just like, I would wake up the next morning and I'm dressed all of a sudden back into those, those clothes. And so that has really been like the three relationships that I've had. Wait, there's another, there's a fourth one though. What fourth relationship? Travel. (sighs) You motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff, like that's, (laughs) I know, I know, I know it's funny. I know it's funny, but I'm not laughing because it has been the best relationship of my life. It's so good. After that third one, like everything else has just sort of like not materialized because I started traveling. And so I would then meet, you know, especially after the third one, I was like, fuck this. Like, I'm never going to find someone. I'm just going to be a bachelor for the rest of my life. And the minute I fucking said that, I started meeting all of the most amazing men all around the world. Men that like I could easily just be like, right now, let's just get married. Let's get married. And like, let's just be together forever. And (laughs) the only problem with that is those, those were all places that were not screaming home to me. Mm-hmm. And so there, and the, and you know, there's that whole concept of the one, the one, the one, there's the one. And I'm like, mm, there's not the one. There's many different versions of the one, depending on where I am in my life, what I'm thinking, what I'm doing, where I want to be. And so totally, it's a breakup that's happening and I'm excited about it because of Vienna, because I'm settling here and because there's a foundation that I, I, I am slowly but surely building here. And I, am ready from all of the travels and experiences that I've had to share that with someone. But I don't fucking know how to do it. It's, it's, I like, of all the things that I'm so confident about, like, this is the one thing that I have no fucking clue, man. Like, all I really know is sex and cities. <laughs> I don't know the marriage of the two. I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm in a place where I'm really excited to share. I really, I really would like to share with someone. And there's... 
it's not about like, you know what I mean? Like some people are like, oh, you don't want to be in a relationship because it's like grass is always greener. No, I've had all the grass. Like I've been to all of the green grasses and like, <laughs> that's not like, that's not it. Um, like that comfort that you have, you know what I mean? Like even after you had gone through your breakup, I, I actually had to fight you to be like, no, don't go back into a relationship, like explore things and like right, right, right. find yourself and find things that you like and get fucked and like do all this other stuff. But it's like, this is why I wanted to have this conversation is because I am settling into Vienna and I am going to now have the opportunity and the potential to meet a version of the one you know, like after, especially like I look at you, right? And I go, wow, he was in like a seven, eight year relationship. And like, but like immediately, like getting out of it, like that, that was the thing that you wanted to get back into. And I was like, how? It had been seven years and I didn't know how to not be in a relationship. And I'm really glad that I got the advice that I got from you and other friends that were like, whoa, like chill, like you need to reestablish yourself as you and then look for somebody else. And I'm really glad I gave myself almost two years of being single um, which included like uh, a big move to a new city establishing myself in that new city um, having a base of friends in that new city and then um, my current boyfriend came along like at the right time what are what are habits that you have like how do you deal with you being really pissed off and not at him but just pissed off like how do where do you go to how do you how do you exist as jeff the 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 singular person in a relationship by being me if they could see the look i'm giving you right now i just want to stab you in the eye like what like what does that mean (laughs) If, if you and I are having a conversation and you're like sort of bitchy, I'll be like, hey, Jeff, you're being bitchy. And like, th- there's a difference is that, like we can do that as friends. But why can't you do that in a relationship, Stefan? That's you. That's who you are with your friends. Why can't you be like that with your potential partner? Mm. Like a relationship's all about checks and balances too, I think. Like you have to have that open conversation, talk and listen. So then do these things just sort of show up or do you like come into it being like, well, these are the things that I do. <laughs> please be aware of this i think they just come up and then if if there's just as if like stefan and i sometimes have misunderstandings especially over a text message and i'm i i get a little bit upset or he gets a little bit upset because we just are not understanding what we're trying to say to each other but we always go back and say like okay i interpreted this way okay wow i didn't expect you to interpret it that way so you talk about it and that's the same thing that would happen in a relationship where do you have your time for space i think it's important to be to be true to yourself in that like if you you know need to hang out with friends or need to go for a walk or go for a run by yourself you do that like for me it's like i would say especially going for a run going for walks around the city maybe going to a museum like that's where i find my space alone um in this particular relationship um we're not living together yet so i feel and we're living in different cities so that has given us a lot of space. It's We've been together for six months and he's actually coming to, he's moving in with me in about a week. So um, am I worried? Am I, I'm not worried. I'm, I'm, I'm cautious about what's happening next. Um, and I, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I, I'm optimistic that I think it's going to go really well. Um, but I think it is important that we both have time separately with our friends and together with our friends and together alone. We've both been alone for at least two years before meeting each other. And I just need, like, some days I just feel like I need to, like, I need to be alone to get stuff done, to be productive. Um, 
because I do share a lot of my time with with friends, like in general, um, not only with my my partner, but I'm I'm always you know making plans, running around. Um, right after work, I'm going to this and that, and I I do like have this very like booked schedule. Um, so a weekend like this weekend, for example, where I've had like two days to just like do whatever I want, uh, you know, like watch a couple of TV shows, um, talk to you, walk around the city, uh, meet up with some friends. It's nice to have that kind of like open schedule and like free time, if you will. What's the biggest difference you find between this new relationship that you're in and your previous one? So I would say I've had two significant relationships. Um, the first one was with my ex. We met when we were, well, when I was 22 or 23. And that relationship lasted seven years. And it, for me, it felt like he was the one. What does the one mean? The one to me means the, the person that I would want to spend the rest of my life with. Okay. And we were in this relationship for a long time and we decided to get married and... Hold on a second. Before you get into the other part, um, I don't know, does it get boring? <laughs> I, don't know, like, I don't know how to really ask this question, but it's like seven years is a long time. Um, if you're saying like, does it get like sexually boring? Like, did you find yourself like getting into like just sort of a routine? Yeah, I would say we were in a routine and it was, it felt comfortable and normal. Um, I would say with sex in our relationship, um, it wasn't the healthiest situation. It took me a lot of processing after the relationship to realize that. But yeah, no, it wasn't boring. It was just life, you know? So anyway, after after seven years, after we got married, um, we ended up uh, splitting up um, and it was, I guess I could just talk about this, whatever, like... I found out that he had been cheating on me for um, a few years on and off, not with one person, but um, basically as a result of our, let's just say sex wasn't great. And um, my way of dealing with it was like masturbating when I needed to. Um, and his way of dealing with it was uh, like finding that somewhere else with somebody else. Um, and especially the last year there was a lot we discussed like the possibilities of have, having an open relationship um and it was just not nothing it was something that that for me it was not my ideal and it was not something that I really was interested in why because I felt like it would bring too many risks into the relationship number one um like SCDs um number two like falling for somebody else because I've always associated sex with love mm. and this is the person that I lost my virginity to so it, like for me sex was very much linked to love I, I felt like it wasn't worth it to try to the risk wasn't worth it I didn't want to damage what we had um by like you know getting off with somebody else let's say um and in my current relationship um it's something we've discussed and it's something that we don't want to do together it's a, something that we agree on that we want to be exclusive and I don't judge people that have open relationships. I think that's totally cool. Um, I just think it's, you know, it's an agreement that you have to have with one another. I think that's actually one of the, the scariest things that made me start to reevaluate if I wanted to be in a relationship was that on Grindr, you know, I would see all of these people that are in open relationships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think you and I had, had a conversation with it where I was just like, is this the new sort of like 
gay thing that like you know by being in a relationship you're the fine print is that the fact that it needs to be open Mm -hmm. i think that's my fear is that and when i said you know does it get boring like all the things that and i'm speaking to all things that i've noticed in other relationships because i haven't been in one so like i i really can't say and the one that i was in for three years i was in it with myself all the decisions that i was making i was asking myself not my partner Mm -hmm. my partner just happened to be someone who continually just said yes and so that's you know, have have a conversation with you because a lot of the relationship conversations that I've had have been with my straight friends. I don't know. I think like with this particular topic, for me, communication is extremely important. After coming out of the relationship that I was in, that I didn't know that the sex thing was such a big deal, um, that it would require him to go out secretly and, and, you know, hook up with X number of people during those years. Um, In my new relationship, I was, I, I made a point to say like, I really want to be 100% open with you. I want you to be 100% open with me. And we agreed on that. And then we've also talked about what do we expect out of this relationship. What's your biggest fear? What's my biggest fear in a relationship? I'm getting into another one. Um, that I'm cheated on again or that, that he's hiding something from me and that I can't trust him. Mm, I think that's more your baggage. That's something that someone else does that affects you versus like you. I'm talking about you. Like you, Jeff, as the individual in this relationship, what is your biggest fear? I'm I think that he would that he wouldn't be hundred percent honest with me in any way. That's a fear. That it's maybe that, fear. that comes from a past experience, but fears come from past experiences. I, I know, I know. But what I'm saying is like for me, like if I was gonna say what is my biggest fear getting into a relationship is that I'm gonna lose a sense of who I am. That is me owning myself. You can't own anything that that other person does. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that was my third example of a relationship where, like I said, I walked into the room and all of a sudden I was dressed in these clothes that had nothing to do with me. And everything about my actions had nothing to do with that. So I'm asking you, Jeff, you, 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 not not him, but you. Like for me, it's like I won't be able to share. And these are things that are... Are fears of mine that, like, I, I in in theory, I know aren't true because I do them with my friends, but I've I've never had the experience of of it in a relationship, you know. Mm-hmm. And so those are things that I, when I go into a relationship, I can be like, hey, these are the things that like I'm sort of faulty on right now in my foundation, and I don't need for you to make them or to build them for me, but I I, I would like your help and your patience in helping me being able to build that for myself. And so that's sort of why I came to you for this episode is to be like I don't I don't need the things that I can get from a book like what have you learned like you how have you grown you know like because it's important you know what I mean to be able to share that because all the other stuff you can hear from anyone else it's like classic you know breakup oh you'll find someone else oh that person wasn't it's like I don't want to hear that I want to hear I want to hear stories I want to hear examples of like how this thing happened like I guess like one question that I'd have for you is like what is the difference of the Jeff in the previous relationship and the Jeff in the relationship now? Like the, the importance of like sex for me in a relationship. I, I, I just thought it was a, one of the many things in the relationship that I, if, if like that was not working, then well, it's okay because everything else is working. No, everything needs to be working. All aspects need to be working or it needs to be worked on. Mm. If communication isn't working, but sex is great. Well, it's not an excuse that communication isn't working just you know by saying oh well it's it's okay because like our sex is really great no we need to then work on communication seriously or something's going to go wrong i think like realizing that all these pieces in a relationship are really important to making a relationship work day in and day out after having been married do you still have 
<laughs> the desire to get married again? I think a lot of people, a lot of my friends and some, maybe my family too, have been surprised that I've gotten like so serious with someone relatively fast. Yes, like two years have gone by, but I, you know, have a very good feeling from this relationship that I'm in now. What are the indicators? He seems like a very transparent, like a person that is easy to understand. Where It's easy to talk to him. It's easy for us to talk. He's genuine, generous. Um, and we connect really well. So for me, it, it didn't, and it seems like, I don't know, like a really real person. And this is somebody different. Like this isn't my old relationship. So, you know, like I try not to take the baggage with me, although there are samples of it here and there that come up, but it, I, I feel really good in this relationship and I, I see a future with this person. So I, it's not hard for me to make plans, future plans with this person. Do I want to get married in the future? I don't know. Like that seems, that's a lot right now. Yeah, I think it would be something I'd want to do in the future. But yeah, it's still something that like, I, I want to be in a, a committed relationship for the rest of my life. So yes, marriage seems like that would be, would be right at some point. What about you? Do you want to get married? Do I want to get married? Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but a different married, like, um... Marriage for me was always this contract. It was like, because I mean, it, you know, September 11th happened when I was in high school and I had read this one story about gay couples. This was also before gay marriage was legal in the States. And um, that, you know, for families that weren't as accepting about, you know, their, their children being gay, um, you know, some of those people were in those buildings. And so if the partner happened to have been, um, like if the one partner happened to be sort of like the house husband and then the other one was the breadwinner and they passed away, like all of a sudden there was nothing for that other person. Mm -hmm. Like their entire life is gone because, you know, the finances happened to have been taken care of by that. I mean, you can see that with also, you know, straight couples, but like it was something that was very... Um, um, uh, it was a lot more real for me because at the time there wasn't gay marriage. And even with, you know, the, the different wordings that they had for different um, rights that people had, like it was, it wasn't something that was shared. And I think a lot of my friends didn't really understand <clears throat> why there was such a big push for gay marriage and why I pushed it. Mm -hmm. For me, I don't necessarily need the word just because, I don't know, be, you know, for such a long time, I didn't grow up with this idea of like, white dress or whatever, you know, like whatever the gay version of that, like I didn't, it wasn't something that was real for me because there was a certain group that could have it and a certain group that couldn't. Marriage isn't this, isn't the next step for me in the, the, the way that's sort of like the course of a relationship that I've seen so far. Marriage for me is when I get to a point of a relationship that there are finances that are being shared, there's a moment that we rely on each other on paper in a very important and responsible way we get married mm -hmm. it's for me it's like more cut and dry and then yes there's the emotion behind it too but for me it's more of a contract especially having had three near-death accidents in my life so far it would it would hurt me in wherever place i would go um to leave someone behind struggling uh-huh the love part, of course, you know what I mean? Like if I am going to marry someone, then there's the other part, the, what we can color on top of it. But initially that's, that's, that's at least how I see it. 
even though I still don't know how to sort of like jump into the water and swim, I'm very aware of the like technical parts of relationships. And so I'm trying to really figure out how to get out of my head and into one. Mm-hmm. It, I think like, like I said, I think once you're stable, once you have the stable home, it will help a lot. Make this city yours before it becomes, you know, you want it to be yours and you want to have a base there before you get into a relationship. Do you want to talk about how you met Simone? Sure. We met on Tinder, actually. And it was kind of funny because I, it was a weekend that I went down to Granada where, where I was living before um, to visit friends. And I, like, you know, just turned on Tinder, like, you know, you're in a new place again, even though I, you know, lived there before. But you never know who you're going to, like, run into on Tinder. Whatever. And so we started talking and, you know, it turned out he lived even further away from Granada, um, about like six hours from Madrid. But he's originally from Madrid. So he said, you know, I'll be up in Madrid in a few weeks. And I was like, okay, cool. Switched to WhatsApp. Um, and then he let me know when he was going to be in Madrid. We met up and we got a, a couple tapas, came back to my place, um, had a, a drink or two at home and hooked up. Um, and I was really excited. I had met this guy that... Um, there are a lot of things I really liked about him, but of course, the one issue is that he lives like six, seven hours away. It was all very quick because he was staying with some friends. Um, so we met up at like eight and then like, you know, around 11, he's like, oh, you know, I really should go because like I'm staying with my friends and like it's a weeknight and I should get back to their place before they go to bed. And and so like we like really quickly, like haphazardly kind of like hooked up and it was really great, but really fast. And then, then he left and I was just like... Oh my, what, like, what just happened? Like, this is so much better than any other Tinder date that I've had, but it's like the fastest date that I've ever had. Um, and like, right before I left, he's like, I really hope you come visit sometime. Like, if not, I hope to see you next time I'm in Madrid. I'm like, okay, that would be great. I would love to visit you. And so, yeah, we keep talking the next couple of weeks. And like, I, I kind of, by this point in being single, I was like, I stopped getting really excited about things, about relationship potentials. Because I felt like I got let down a couple of times with other people. Like, listen to episode one. <laughs> so he's like, why don't you come up, uh, like, in the next couple of weeks? I was like, yeah, actually, next weekend would work out well. So, like, what happens, right? Like, when you... How do I explain this? Like, when you start going through these, like, date things, like, are you starting to feel things? Are you starting to think things? Like, what is what is happening for you inside your head? When, like, the first date, I was like, I'm really attracted to this guy. Um, we have really good conversation. Um, like we had really good, like kissing, like chemistry, (laughs) if you will. And like the hookup was really fast. And that for me, like was, I wasn't sold on that yet because it was so fast. Mm. But then the next time we hung out was when I went down to visit him for a weekend. And I was like, wait, that was the second time you saw each other. Yeah. That was the second time we saw each other. I was like, Jeff, are you crazy? Like, are you going (laughs) down like, like seven hours away to for a weekend like what what's what's this gonna be like and i'm just like you know what like whatever just go for it you know yolo (laughs) which is like new version of jeff like don't overthink it just like you know go for it i had like medium expectations like i don't know like he seemed like a fun guy still and seems like we're gonna get along um and he completely blew me away we had this amazing weekend he brought me to these amazing restaurants um we went to a beautiful beach and uh right before i left I was taking up a ride share and he gave me a book. He's like, Hey, like it's going to be a long trip. So like, here's a book to read. I was like, Oh, it's really sweet. Thanks so much. And when I got in the car, I like opened the book and I saw that there was like a, a card inside, like sealed in an envelope with my name on it. And 
it was like the sweetest, most romantic little note I've ever gotten from anyone. And I'm just like, whoa, like, who is this guy? <laughs> um, and then from there, the rest is history. Like, we just kept hanging out. He came up here. I went back down there. I mean, did you ever have any, like, reservations? Like, were you like, this? is this too good to be true? Or did you just go with it? Yeah, I definitely had those moments going through my head. But I was like, you know, I was like, don't jump into conclusions, Jeff. Like, just let it play out and see what happens. So, yeah, that's Simone. So I think it's important for our audience to know that, like, we don't script our conversations. And, like, we do ask each other difficult questions. And sometimes it does take us a moment to, like, think about how to respond to them. I think you just said it <laughs> to them right now. I 100% agree just because this has always been specifically for me, something that has been sort of troubling because I can, I can make friends easily. I can like all of the other things that sort of would like lead to, <laughs> you know, the light at the end of the tunnel um, just wasn't happening. And I think because it wasn't happening for me, at a time where I was like, this is stupid. Like, how is this not happening for me that I then did the actual stupid thing, which is to begin to try to create these things. And so I think for me, what I've walked away from in the learnings that I've had from the world um, on relationships has been patience, um, communication, um, patience with myself as well as my partner, Mm -hmm. um, communication, and... I think the biggest one for me is like allowing them to show up. I get very excited, but like very excited where like I want to do everything. It sets up this dynamic that unfortunately that other person sort of gets comfortable with the fact that I'm like, yeah, we're going to do all of these things. And then I then start to be like, well, are you interested? Like, are you going to do something, you know, and like things that I, things that they would never have to ask for, I then find myself having to ask for them and then start to feel, well, that's unfair. And then sort of the beginning of the end. Um, so I'm excited. I'm hopeful. I, I'm just, I, I, I'm really, I'm really excited to settle in Vienna. So I guess time, time will, will tell. tell. So I guess we'll see you guys back in season two. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we can leave our audience with this. There's an exercise that a friend of mine had told me when I was like in the shit storm of my breakup uh, back in 2013. And so, and it's a, it's an exercise that anyone can do. So if anyone listening out there um, is looking for a relationship, I think it's a very sort of healthy, productive way of going about it. And so phase one is you write down everything that you want in a guy and a partner. I say guy just because I happen to be gay, but you know, whoever's listening doesn't have to necessarily be doing this for a guy. So I guess a partner is better. Um, Everything from like superficial, like for me, I could say like, I want a guy with a six pack. I want a guy who's tall. I want a guy who plays tennis. Like I want, like you just, just name everything. And Mm -hmm. the friends that I've, have tried to do this exercise with, they're like, Oh, well I don't have the time for that. And I was like, well then you don't have the time for a relationship. So get yourself a notebook. You do this exercise for an entire week and you just write everything from conversations that you have with friends, with teachers, with colleagues, with, with, with the person at the grocery store, anything that hits you, in a way of, wow, this is something that I would really like to see in a relationship that I'm in, a partnership that you are in, write it down. And then phase two, after that week, not to say that phase one doesn't uh, ends because you continue, you, you can literally do phase one for the rest of your life. You know, your partner might say something different one day or do something different one day, which totally opens them up to 
another version of themselves that you now have, I think, the the privilege and the honor to explore. Mm -hmm. And so phase two is you start to condense, like to find the themes. So then like once you find a theme, I want someone who plays tennis. I want someone who is a six pack. Probably the theme is that you just happen to want someone who is physically active. Mm -hmm. And physically active can look like a million things. And that doesn't have any bearings on the body type or anything that would sort of stop that person from coming in because they don't have a six pack. Not everyone has a six pack. Um, or not everyone even wants a six pack. I would like to have a six pack. It's so easy. It's so easy, he says. <laughs> it's too lazy. <laughs> the, the point of this exercise is that what you're essentially doing is that you're, you're giving yourself preparation for the partner that you're wanting to have in two ways. One, in saying these are the things, because if you're going to ask something of someone in a partnership, it's something that you should also be able to give. And so it sets you up for understanding what are the things that I'm willing to give and what are the things that I'm willing to work on for myself through a partnership. And so I think those are two healthy things in, in, in going into, you know, beginning to find a partner. And then phase three is just going out into the world and seeing what you attract. Yeah, so that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you all took a lot out of that conversation. But yeah, thank you, Jeff. You know, like, I, I think it's hard when, like, you know, there, there are a lot of things that I am able to offer from the experiences that I've had, but this relationship thing has just sort of been this very difficult thing to get into. And for me, it's hard sometimes to to talk and give advice about something that for me just seems normal. Mm. My normal is not everyone else's normal. Mm. I think that's always been an issue for me. Um, like I have the automatic assumption that everyone thinks of things kind of more or less the same way I do, mm. but it's not the case. So I hope I was able to offer something to you the way that you've so generously offered lots of advice to me in the past. Yeah, absolutely. And I and but I think also the other part of it too is if I'm asking something and it's not being answered, um, I'll just have to find a new way to ask the question. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and so there's there's no there's, hashtag tangents. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag tangents. Um and hashtag Tinder works. <laughs> uh you guys you you all everyone um thanks for sticking with us you know this far and we appreciate your comments and questions and um you know the ways that you can get in touch with us you can find us on the instagram the facebook the twitter at uh t2b podcast and you can also send us an email to ask at t2bpodcast.com just search T2B Podcast on iTunes, um, on the podcast app, on Google Play, as well as SoundCloud, and you will find us there easily. Um, and please give us a rating. Um, rate. And subscribe. Five stars, five stars, five, five, give it all. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then we'll see you next week, guys. Love. Girls, people, humans, aliens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bye guys. Bye. Bye people. <laughs> Bye -bye. I would fall